Hey, welcome to another episode of the Zenway Podcast. I'm your host, Zenway. Uh, on this podcast, I talk everything about life, career, and tech. So today, in this episode, we're going to explore a very wide-ranging uh, topic because, you know, my guest on my left, uh, Suyen, uh, has a very broad-ranging experience as well to share, right? So on this podcast, you probably realize that that's kind of like a trend in terms of, uh, you know, the guest that, that's been on the show either has a specialization or, you know, they have done various things uh, across their career, right? So Suyen has a very interesting, uh, I guess, path that she has taken, right? So I, I was very curious in terms of the story that she's going to share. Uh, she's also currently uh, running Emotional Pod, which is all about you know emotion regulation uh, as well, right? So we're gonna you know talk about a little bit about you know what's that all about. Uh, but before we jump into the, the the details, right? So I'm gonna pass the time over to Suyen to really quickly introduce herself. Suyen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, my name is Suyen. I'm a founder of Emotion Pod. So mainly Emotion Pod advocates for emotion regulation as a life skill. So there's no specific model, be it your way, my way, everyone's way. Just find out how you regulate your emotions. Thank you. Yeah, it's super important because, you know, over the course of, uh, you know, my career break, which is close to four months now. Four uh, months. Yeah, uh, you know, time flies and it's, it's, uh, it's a lot to do with learning learning relearning and unlearning about you know how i regulate my emotions mm. as well because uh obviously working in a startup you know how it is it's it's extremely fast paced right so yeah. so learning what worked and what didn't work as part of the emotional regulation uh aspect of my career break has been uh really quite tricky so you know emotion pod probably comes in uh you know very handy mm. when when i want to learn new skills as well so i'm looking forward to what you're going to build uh but before that let's I'm going to bring you back to memory lane. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, here we go, right? So, I spoke, I mean, I, I've mentioned at the, t- at the top of the show, you have a very diverse career and I mean it because you've been in consulting, you've been in government, GLCs, banking, and now you're going into entrepreneurship full-time, right? Yes. So, I'm curious in terms of what started that spark of curiosity. Okay, I... Mm, I kid you not, uh, was offered to to be a CTA in BCG. Uh, was a, it was a lucky incident. CTA is a case C- team assistant. Yes, correct. Case team assistant. Yeah. So my friend just ring me up. It's like, oh, there's this uh, position in this company. Are you uh, up for it? I was like, okay, that sounds cool. But at the same time, it sounds like a scam. Like, I don't need an interview for that. So I just went and yeah. it's actually BCG uh, in KL. Um, my dad even rang me out. It's like, is this a scam job or a con yeah. job? I was like, no, it's legit BCG. Yeah. So I was there a short, very short period of time, but I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the consultants uh, in BCG actually asked me what I really want. Because knowing that I have the capability to connect with people, but not uh, very interested in digits. Because mm. as a consultant, you need to crunch digits. Yeah, yeah, correct. So, so I thought like, mm, hey, maybe I should uh, be part of a good cause, which mm. is to join uh, the government. So I actually took up uh, the offer from uh, the Deputy uh, Minister of MITI, Dr. Ong Kian Ming, mm-hmm. to join his office back then. Then I was headhunted uh, to join uh, MDAC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, why I chose uh, um, MDAC? Because at that time I felt like uh, that technology is the fast forward. Uh, I mean, at that time it was the upcoming industry. Then 
that's why I decided, hey, why not I go there and learn some stuff. Stand mm-hmm. at the sh- uh, giant shoulder to see what's going on in Malaysia or the Southeast Asia region. So, hence, I went there. Yeah. Mm. Then I realized that when I was in uh, government, a lot of people c- came to uh, MDAC to ask if they have any uh, financial solutions mm-hmm. or funding as per se. So I realized, mm, I studied accounting and finance, you know, maybe I should go back and serve the public in another capacity, which mm-hmm. is at the south side, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, Public Investment Bank and also um, HSBC. Yeah. Right. So I got to see uh, what's going on in Malaysia from the funding perspective, from the tech perspective, uh, from the government policy perspective. Mm. Yeah, what right. made me started Emotion Pop, I think you might may want to ask this, mm-hmm. um, is it, actually... Um, I'm tired mm-hmm. Tired of uh, Avoiding uh, My own passion Which is always uh, Sociology uh, Psychology uh, Philosophy Yeah But that was my dream uh, Degree That I didn't uh, Manage to study So I started reading up A lot of books uh, Also at the same time To Um understand what really happened to me after my mom passed on mm. or even before my mom passed on when she was fighting uh, her cancer. Mm. Yeah, so that then and then I realized there's this term called emotion regulation. Right. And it was like an aha moment. It's like, hey, this is something that um, I need, you know. Mm. So I started using the application and I realized um, it actually is much needed by a lot of people in the world, mm-hmm. especially in Malaysia. I mean, right. people around me. Yeah, right, right. That's why I started. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think um, a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, rightfully so, they 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 started their journey based on uh, a very personal story, right? Yes. And and you know the to hear that uh, there's a very compelling reason behind yeah. uh, you know why you started Emotion Pod is is always something that uh, hopefully will inspire other people to to really pursue and not ignore their I guess their calling so to speak. But we need to put a disclaimer here, Jeremy. I I'm not sure whether you agree with me yeah. that uh, partake your own journey such mm. as entrepreneur or as an entrepreneur is not easy. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's very challenging. We cannot just tell the younger ones yeah. it's like, okay, you just come out and do your stuff because yeah. we are selling them lies, I think. Mm. Yeah, we I need agree. to tell them the, the harsh, harsh truth. Of course. It's I not think, easy. I think the, there's, there's quite a few entrepreneurs that, that also kind of like, uh, you know, came on the show mm. and there's so many mentors that uh, and, and, and I guess you know, informal coaches or mentors of my past that said that uh, you know, founders themselves that said that entrepreneurship is one of the hardest things you can do in your life uh, it, is, it takes an insane amount of perseverance, grit and, uh, and emotional toughness yeah, uh, and the ability to come back again and yeah. again and again yeah. Yeah. absolutely I think the, one of the things that uh, just happened last episode was the, the culture around like you know it's okay to kind of fail and try again and mm. sometimes trying again meant that you can try different ideas yeah. uh, it's not commonly spoke about right and, it and yeah. it's basically you know there's a lot of uh, hanging on to what seemed like you know a time to pivot mm. uh, for too long sometimes right yeah. so I, I think you, you hit on a good point in terms of you know be go in with your eyes open and understand the risks and also the... the I the went challenges. in without my eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that a little bit, right? I uh, Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, right? Um, you know, I, I guess that's, that's a, a good kind of, uh, I guess, a segue to the, the 
I guess the next question is really around like, um, you you tried a lot of different things, and you yeah. you've mentioned that you've ignored kind of like you're yeah. tired of of running away from yeah. this passion of yours, but along the way, mm. right? What did you what did you learn and see, right? Because people always talk about transferable skills, connecting the dots, you know, mm. different to different industries. Mm. Um, what are some things you've you've learned, you know, when when switching gears and um. maybe it didn't work out. That's why you you say like you know what, it's not for me. It's right? not that mm. it didn't work. It's like. Um, I could have uh, stayed at each place longer, course, but I yeah. didn't. It's because I know in the end, it is not what I want. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted was the exposure. And for me, I know all oh, people may say you need to stay longer for the exposure. But to me, the let's more, be more critical. Mm-hmm. The time spent doesn't mean... Uh, it's not relatively to the amount of exposure you get. Yeah. Does it make sense? It's not correlated. Correct. It all depends yeah. how much you are willing to to learn at that short uh, span of time. For me, I know I want I wanted to see what's going on in the mm. in in the ecosystem and I want to connect the dots. Right. So when you mention about transferable skills, I would say even until right now I'm a founder of Emotion Pot. I just got out from a event, mm-hmm. a conference which I just uh, shared with you. Mm-hmm. I'm still connecting the dots. It's mm. like I know who and who doing what and who and who doing what. I just connect. Mm. To me, what I gain, I gain the social capital. Mm. Yeah, might not be business deals, but people remember. Oh, Suyen knows who and who. You know, mm. people remember for who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than uh, emotion part, of course, those who are who are uh have who are of, of good intention. Yeah, they will come back to me and ask, "Hey, what do you need?" Mm-hmm. You know. I uh, I know who and who might need your service, right. you know. They they connect the dots for me as well. Mm-hmm. So I would I won't say um, um, connecting the dots is another form of transactional skills. It's more like look at the bigger picture. Uh, mm. uh, connect the dots now, but people may connect your dots. Mm. Yeah, right. in in the future. Yeah, correct. Well. Yeah, you have to be part of the ecosystem if you want to build a ecosystem mm. you have to be very inclusive right. and exclusive in the sense that you know your x-factor mm-hmm. but you don't stop people from showing their x-factor mm-hmm. and it, it is not your x-factor to to shout about then don't don't do it right. yeah just be part of a uh, part of the scene you know part of the background mm. and right. let people shine yeah. that's how we actually support each other to grow in the ecosystem yeah yeah, yeah. i think being your uh, it's it's definitely true in terms of like your years of experience uh, doesn't always correlate with growth or you know exposure as well. Uh, you definitely sound like you you are constantly looking for that because you really want to see yeah. uh, see that right. Uh, that definitely meant that you you have a lot of stories to share. Uh, oh. So you know you work with such a diverse group of people, right? Yeah. Uh, People who are gung ho trying to start up. You yep. you you work with your colleagues in the in a, in the government and also the, the banking sector as well. Was there, I guess, a story or someone that inspired you or I guess changed your perspective that you know you can no longer delay your dream and your passion? For example, maybe yeah. Um, oh, this is interesting. Um, there's this one particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't name names sure. because uh, I w- I don't want to yeah. But this person uh, has been there whenever I feel lost. Mm-hmm. In a sense that I don't reach out to him or he doesn't reach out to me. It's someone really uh, like big shot. Mm-hmm. But every time I had a chat with him and whatnot, he would just 
you know, indirectly has this influence uh, of me making a big decision, mm-hmm. like leaving right. uh, a job. Right, and you met this person at work or is a personal it's a, connection? It's a, it's a, it's a work, yeah. work, work yeah, connection. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Another second person mm-hmm. is one of my ex-boss. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, my department head. Mm-hmm. So that's once uh, I was really new to company. Mm-hmm. I had this opportunity to to share a leave uh, journey with him, one minute journey. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, I say, oh, how do I survive in this this uh, industry? Yeah. He only gave me one advice. Mm-hmm. It's just a job. <laughs> it's not worth being depressed about. Wow. That's okay. it. I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, what is this all about? I was right. just like maybe four to five months in. Wow. Then I realized it was really true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he also demonstrated that it's really not worth it. Mm. Yeah. Whereas the people around us, they were depressed, anxiety attack, panic attack, or couldn't mm. sleep, mm. you know, or because of stress, they overeat, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that happening, so I realized that maybe this is not what I want mm-hmm. down the road. Because why I say I know what, what I don't want or what I want is because when I first join, I will observe uh, how other colleagues are doing. Is it... This is this is my life. This is what I want in maybe down two years. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then I need to find a way out. Right. Yeah. Correct. Because you won't know, like when you go for a job interview, everything is so good. HR will tell you so good. You know, they will lure you in. Then after you join, first one you won't see anything. The second one, the the true colors comes out, and you'll mm-hmm. be like, oh no, this is not what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit in, in, I guess, a little bit more concrete terms in terms of like, you, 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 you talk about, because you're definitely connecting the dots over the years, and you've mentioned around like, you know, trying to kind of see the ecosystem yep. what, for what it is. Um, and then you've mentioned around this experience where, you know, you were taught to view, view you know, the work more neutrally, right? You know, mm. rather than, uh, you know, otherwise you will suffer like, you know, so many. So what, what were you trying to... What did you want, I guess, you know, in more concrete terms, right? Because finally you stepped out, right? But what were you, what, what was going through your mind when you say like, okay, this is not what I want, but what I want is this, right? So mm. maybe you could describe what, what this is. Okay, yeah. so, so from, I, I didn't join or I didn't pursue my BCG path mm. is because uh, it's not that uh, BCG, uh, being part of BCG or being part of the consulting line is not meaningful. It's mm-hmm. not the mean, it's, it's not what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, I need to put a disclaimer. Course, Nanti yeah. the B the MBB guys will go <laughs> after me. <coughs> what I wanted is more yeah. uh, on the ground, be yeah. of service, uh serve the nation. Mm. Yes, I was really naive. I even when I was uh, working in the government, a lot of people say, you know, you're Chinese, you're young, mm. why are you here? Right. Yeah. I right. felt a bit um at, at first I was shocked with the, with the that comment. comment. Yeah. yeah. But after that I realized it's true. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a lot of things that you need to be there long enough uh, to understand how do you actually navigate uh, working in the government. Mm. Yeah, that's first. Then, there's a lot of cogs and gears that comes together. Yeah, and histories. Yeah, yeah there's a, a history, lot of histories. Legacy, yeah. Yes, yeah. for a younger like me, I, I, who would tell me the histories, right? Mm. Yeah, when, especially I was, uh, I mean, before I joined MDAC, I was with the uh, yeah, mm. so people don't see me as Kosuyan. People mm. see me as 
someone who has once worked with the deputy minister. Mm. So the labor there is a bit stressful as well. I see. Yeah. Big expectations. Yes, correct. Right. But um, what 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 was I looking for is uh, a cost a cost. Mm. So when I joined MDAC, when I joined uh public investment bank, or mm. when I joined HCBC, it's always for the cost. Mm. Yeah. Can I right. be of service? Right. Yeah. That has been my. Motto la. like mm. where's the gap? I want to serve the gap. I want, right. to, I want to come up with a solution, a right. product. I want to talk to people. I want to understand their pain. So that's also why I started Emotion Pot mm. because I want to. I saw the gap, mm. and it's a huge gap. Right. I know it's not easy, but I mean, someone has to start from from some way. Mm. Maybe I fail in down down the road, but. Who knows, I inspire some of the uh, practicing therapists to do something about it. Mm, yeah. yeah. It makes sense because, you know, trying to kind of, obviously bringing, back, bringing you back to memory lane, uh, <laughs> it meant that, you know... There's a lot of workplace trauma we are referring to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah of course. <laughs> so that's why, you know, I, I was trying to kind of, you know, I guess, you know, play back the movie from a, uh, from a third person perspective. Yeah. But it wasn't, it, it, my so-called this five to six years mm. um, workplace plan, it was not planned out to yeah. be this way. It was a zigzag, 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 yeah. Mm. It makes sense because, I mean, like, maybe I'm, I'm trying to also kind of see how we can, I guess, tell this story as well, right? I think for you, this story is really... Exactly what you mentioned is looking for a cause, right? And MDAC was the perfect ground for it, it right? It is, yeah. uh, but you know, sometimes, um, yeah, political reasons, mm. stabilities are not there. Yeah, so yeah, how yeah. do you change? Like, let's say I'm working on this project and suddenly you know, switch of government, mm. and there's a switch of highlights. Of course, a switch yeah. Of yeah. Focus. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but you were you were there to look at the different things that people were building and for you to decide whether you want to be part of it, right? So it seems like, you know, uh, after so many, I guess, you know, different opportunities, uh, Emotion Pod is still your... (laughs) My baby. (laughs) Still your baby, it's still your one true love, so to speak. You know, you you ran ran it... On LinkedIn, it says that you ran it for a year plus now. And it sounds like you ran it while you were having a full-time job. Yes, yes. Right? Uh, And And the concept was very different. Correct. Yes, I... When I... Uh, when I attended HSBC interview, I explicitly told uh, the interviewer that I have this baby on the side. Mm-hmm. Are you guys okay? It's like okay. Wow. Yeah, okay. they they were okay. I was surprised. Then I was like, okay. Then I shall put a boundaries. Mm. Uh, outside office hour, I will work on it. But during office hour, I won't do it. Of course. So yeah. boundaries were set and was uh-huh. clear to me. But of course, uh, working in the banking line. It's not simple. Mm-hmm. They want your twenty four seven. Yeah, they they. It's not because you have delivered at eight hours. Mm. They it's want your everything. Yeah, yeah, they want everything. But to yeah. me, it's not. My baby needs milk. Yeah. My baby needs diaper change. Yeah. <laughs> my baby needs exposure. Right. Yeah. So I still remember um the very moment I decided to uh quit mm. HSBC. Uh, it's a good job, by the way. Um, it's when uh, I was uh told. Um, my bonus amount mm. Don't get me wrong It's not a small amount It's a Reasonable Amount um, Because I don't I cannot see myself Sitting down there uh, um, Being Told about my Bonus amount Every year mm. I, I cannot Because yeah. it's It's very It's a routine It's a mandate It's an operational right. Process But to me I felt like Oh my god 
do I really need to fight for it every year again and again? Mm. Yeah. Yes, emotion pot might not pay me right now, but it's something that I will work towards and I'm willing to suffer the pain. Mm. Yeah. My boss right now, if he's listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think at the end of the day, you know, you've made your reason very clear, right? In terms of it's not financial, it's a good job. Uh, it's yeah. about that process and the routine you know it's not for everyone it's not for everyone yeah yeah. corporate is not for everyone and not everyone is up for entrepreneurship yeah correct i'm still on my acid test three years i'm not sure how long i can go Uh but uh so far i monitored myself closely from last january until right now Uh i think it's okay okay? yeah yeah i've been through a lot of pivoting burns out and whatnot yeah it's fine I think it's worth sharing in terms of the iteration that you have done Uh, because I find it very fascinating when it comes to the emotion pod as well because you mentioned that uh, initially, it has a Web three component to it. Oh yeah, it I haven't, I haven't shared like what, yeah. what was before Web three, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I to me, it sounds very fascinating, right? Because here's my observation: mm. when it comes to the emotion, uh, when it comes to the mental health industry, yeah. there are a few camps, mm. right? One is the one that works very closely with the professionals. You know, they are so-called your incumbents, right? Yeah. They, they work with, uh, you know, large organizations and, you know, therapists to be able to be on site uh, for support and, you know, as and when you need them, they will be there, right? Then there is obviously the other camp where it's, you know, more digital, more modern, you know, yeah. someone like Thoughtful, like my previous organization, okay. they, they want to bring different ways of working. They bring in preventive measures as well, but it's still largely... Um, I guess the element of peer support and stuff like that is not the main focus, right? Some, some startups and self, some digital mental health uh, uh, players, right? They have done some shape or form of it. Mm. What you have shared with me was that, you know, you wanted a little bit more grassroots, a little bit more ground up in the beginning. Mm. There's a Web3 component, which mm. is very rare to hear, mm. right? Is you don't want it to be a merchandiser, you know, no. those kind of things, yeah. right? I find that kind of like iterative process, uh, you know, quite interesting as well, right? Mm. So I, I thought it's worth sharing in terms of like, what's your thought process? Okay. Uh, and, you know, what's gonna, what is it going to be, right? Yeah. So um, before uh, that, right, I need to say mm-hmm. my initial thought was um, uh, when I was still working before HSBC, mm. My initial thought was to set up an e-commerce platform selling mental health card games, mm. tarot or holistic card games. Yeah. Then my tech uh, guy back then, my co-founder, said that, you know, hey, let's try NFT. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this all about? Yeah. So we found out what is it all about. So I came up with this idea using uh, NFT pieces mm-hmm. uh, to promote emotion regulation as a life skill. Mm-hmm. Meaning... Um, those people who buys NFT from us, those NFT holders, get to vote for all the future decisions that we're going to make. For example, there's three pillars back then. First is education, Second, uh, the second and third is sponsorship. Mm-hmm. So let's say you would like to pursue a PhD in counselling. Mm-hmm. Okay? Then you come to us, you say you need that money, um, say 100 US 100k USD mm-hmm. let's be let's be that uh, mm. 100 USD 100k USD so those NFT holders will vote is this okay which school you're going to how mm. are you gonna contribute back to the community right so it's not only 
them buying an uh, an investment mm. digital asset, but also for them to decide whether you are worth investing or not. Mm. And after investing, maybe you will say, okay, uh, every project that I will run in the future upon graduation, 30% comes back to the fund. Right. That's how I want to grow the sustainability mm. model right. at time. Okay. Yeah. But of course, why it didn't launch, first of all, Web3 space is not properly regulated. Mm. Second is a bit tricky mm. in a sense that the um, mental health target audience, mm. they are not Web3 users. Mm. So more so, I'm not going to launch for the sake of launching. Right. When I know the failure, the the failure rate is higher than the successful rate. Mm, right, it wasn't where your the people that you want Correct. to serve are at. Yeah, right? it took us some time to really mm. accept the fact that we are not doing NFT, and mm. it's also a big moments, big moments for my team back then mm. to to accept the pivot. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a sizable team as well. How many? Yeah, seven, seven. Oh, yeah, wow. so they are all my partners, mm-hmm. uh, but. Now they are not. They are my like uh, good supporters. Right. Some have converted to be strategic partners. Mm. Yeah. So now we are still in contact. It's just uh, they are not involved in emotion pot mm. anymore. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that time I put them together for NFT. Now it's not. So it's only fair to let them go. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, thanks for sharing this uh, very openly. I think it's. Mm. Uh, I, I I feel like this kind of stories need to be shared more, so yes. that we can all learn together and be more daring to dream big, but also you know test quick, uh, <laughs> and also you know be yeah dream big, test quick, learn you know move yeah. forward and you know try different versions of it. Right at the top of the show, you mentioned that you didn't really go into it with eyes open. I I'm curious, is I there like a, is is there a story to this? Is like what I what what have been really I guess sobering, humbling that you know you realize uh, that you said. That you're, you're there's this there's this bias that I want to I want to address. Like a lot of people think that they know it all, but actually not. Of course not. So I may fall into that category. Mm-hmm. Like I think I know what's entrepreneurship all about. Right. So I went in, uh-huh. yeah, so called eyes open, but actually actually not. not right. Yeah. So I went through it. And I realized there's so many decisions, micro decisions, macro decisions I have to make, mm-hmm. and to a certain extent, I burn out. Right. A lot of time, not only mm. once. Mm. At the time, I have a full time job. Then, other uh, after I left the corporate scene, mm. it's worse mm-hmm. because like twenty four seven, I'm You're thinking, dealing yeah, dealing with it. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this, you know. Right. Um, why I say not eyes open? I don't think everyone goes in eyes open because you never know what you don't know. What you don't know first is, and you don't know what uh you don't know what to expect next. Mm. If you make a decision right now. Tomorrow the circumstances may change. change. Then you need to pivot again. Yeah. So it actually eats up a lot of your uh, brain capacity mm. or emotional capacity. I see. Right. Yeah. And you, you will lose like the downside is mm. you will lose a lot of good friends. <laughs> good friends <laughs> needs maintenance, you know. Right. Yeah. Then yeah, then they will start uh, asking, you know, what's this all about? What right. are you doing? Why today is plan A, then tomorrow is plan Z. Right. What happened in between? I see. So you're talking about the personal commitments that you're not able to uh, friendships, you know. Let's yeah, let's, let's talk about friendships. So yeah, committed to the cause and it's not okay. You can say it that way, but I would say it's more like you don't even have time to think what to eat next. I see, right? It's Makes more sense. like okay, what's next? Okay. What's next? What's mm-hmm. next? To complete yeah. the process. Yeah, and would you say that that is the most, I guess, the biggest challenge you have so far? Uh, mm. 
in terms of how consuming it may be or are there something else that is probably one of your biggest challenge okay this is one of it but right. another one of it is uh, it's me mm-hmm. being uh, being the roadblock mm-hmm. because of my perfectionism right yeah I do have a, a big time mm-hmm. uh, last time when I have a team I have someone who deals with uh, operations mm-hmm. um, <laughs> 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 I'll correct her to the T you know right. then now I'm on my own I'm like correcting myself so it's, uh-huh. it's bad so yeah. I started to learn that it is okay to be in, to be imperfect right. as long as it's done properly right yeah. it's done good enough yeah good enough to go right. and then you test the ground because your 100% doesn't mm. mean that it is the 100% of the world yeah what world, the what the world wants lah? Yeah, a lot of people has a lot of comments. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it, th- that that lesson is. I think we're, we're constantly teaching ourselves because we always have a bar, uh, that that we want to strive to, right? You know, yeah. especially when you, considering that you're willing to go through the entrepreneurship pain, meant that you know you have yeah. a certain high standard of yourself, yeah. right? You're very ambitious and, and stuff a- like that. Entrepreneurship is not corporate. Corporate yeah. has like SOP, you know. Yeah. Entrepreneur is like, no, no, you cannot put in SOP. The moment you put in SOP, you're boxing yourself in. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And you know, the stories around like, you know, how uh, the Netflix founders, they will talk about how yeah. in the early days, they spent so much time mm. engineering the layout, the design on the web page itself and stuff like that. And they realized that it was extremely time consuming. Yeah. They did the extreme version of it what they, what they did was that they just did good enough mm. and uh, there are some there's, they just launched and there are some dead links inside there and what they realised is the dead links didn't even matter because nobody knew about it so but then they realised you know, you know. but you know right yeah, that, but the consumers the but the consumers yeah. don't know they don't care you know so it, why, why why kill yourself over it is a story right uh, so that that is a very hard lesson to learn because you know you need to learn how to let go, right? Mm, yeah. But it also boils down to, would you be willing to look into it after that? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I think the, a lot of people are just like you know it's okay. Nobody yeah. knows. Mm. Yeah. I think I think the biggest challenge in entrepreneurship is really to know when to do what. That is the biggest challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you you know what the ideal state is going to be looking like. However, today. Mm. Uh, you're constrained by the resources that you have. You're constrained by the circumstances that you're in today. Uh, so it's it's going to be rather challenging to to know when to do what. Yeah, uh, and that's that's something that you know I learned uh, you know the hard way as yeah, well. You know, correct. Yeah. When to do what, how to do what as well. Because mm. like for me, um, the school of business did not teach me uh, how to set up a company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did the bank teach me? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. So I have to learn. It was a very tough process for me to understand how to do it by me uh, interviewing cop- company secretaries, mm. uh, auditors, yeah. accountants, and even finding the right mm. uh, lawyers. But how do I know what I don't know? Mm. So I have to start asking people, how do you do it? You know, ask experience. Uh, company owners mm. uh, who do you use how do you use it how you, how you go about this right. uh, through recommendations I also spoke to a lot of professionals so these are the things that mm. maybe our sc- education system has to close the gap mm. yeah it's, uh, yes I, I know not everyone needs to know how to set up a company course, but yeah. it should be uh, a common general knowledge la. right well do you think that the process of figuring out 
how to do things like for example like you know how to set up a company okay let me go and talk to somebody uh, lawyers you know I don't know about this let me go, let me go talk to some lawyers do you think that that resourcefulness and that trying to figure out how things work it's a kind of like a prerequisite that you kind of need to enjoy talking to the different people and learning from different people as a prerequisite to really start your own thing I think not only that it's more like you have to hype yourself up to speak to more people to not mm. make a huge mistake you can make minor mistake but not a huge one how so do you yourself up? I just tell myself you know what is the consequence of not getting the right company like uh-huh. Uh, then I was like Okay Let's do it One more time One more time One more time When I'm totally ready To make a decision That this is my company side That's it Yeah mm. I still remember Early in the morning Six something mm. I woke up um, I straight away uh, Registered my company mm-hmm. Was early in the morning Luckily my call set Is a morning person I texted him I said I think your platform Got problem <laughs> I couldn't register right. So okay I'm going to fix it uh, Let's jump into a con call And let's do it together So it's a It's an early morning decision mm. That I've Sat on it For more than six months mm. Yeah To really be comfortable Owning a syndrome heart Because owning a syndrome heart Shows a sense of social responsibility. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure. The, um, do you understand where is it coming from? Because, uh, if you want to start an NGO, yes, by all means, I can do it. But it doesn't mean that I need to be responsible. Because after that, you can change your company, com- committee, your founder, and whatnot. But as a syndrome behind holder, there's like um legal liabilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I need to be comfortable with it. Yeah, mm. and how to do business. Where's the money coming from? Right. How do I pay myself? Mm, yeah. Talking about that, that's, that's kind of like the future, right? You know, what, how do you envision the future of emotion pot uh, to be? I want emotion regulation uh, to be a buzzword mm-hmm. so that everyone talks about emotion, normalize their emotion related conversation over meals, over kopitiam, yam cha, mamak sessions. And Emotion pot, I would want it to be a safe space A pot um, Probably start with having a mobile pot uh, In every state So that they can I mean, whoever who drives the mobile uh, pot Can, you know Travel around and talk about emotion mm. Emotion regulation as a life skill Or anything relating to mental health mm. uh, Issues or matters yeah. Right, got it And Are there any like I guess hard truths you learn about emotion regulation over the years. You've mentioned around how this is very close to your heart. You've mm. read a lot of books. You try to educate yourself and 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 all that, right? While while trying to kind of dream about this being a kind of like mm. a movement almost. Yeah. Uh, are there any hard truths about emotion regulation over the years? Oh yeah. Uh, I used to be a fixer. I fix a lot of people, a lot of things. Then mm-hmm. I realized uh, when I started emotion pot. The one and only person I need to fix Is me myself mm-hmm. I have to st- stop being a fixer In order to uh, Reserve some energy for myself So that I understand what's going on internally Then once I got past that stage I realised that Then I can advocate for emotion regulation better mm-hmm. I can relate to people But with a boundary set in between So I will allow that person to break down Because they are entitled to break down and it's not for me to break down for them. Mm. Yeah. So I realized boundaries and also uh, save yourself first. Mm-hmm. It's a two-half truth. 
yeah. Be it I want to help so many people to be of service, but I have to help myself first. Mm. Yeah. That's the harsh truth. Because to me, last time I used to always uh, attend to people's issue, mm. but not my issue. Right. Yeah. So uh, starting Emotion Pot until right now, it used to name as Emotion Bank, mm. but I dropped the bank word because it's not legal to carry a bank, bank. word. Yeah, mm. correct. So yeah. Emotion Pot, uh, all this while, I think it gave me an opportunity to, or still giving me the opportunity to look into myself inwards. Mm. Right. The inwards journey matters and values a lot. Mm. Right. Is there like a, let's say, let's say you are striked with uh, a very intense moment and you, f- oh. you find, uh, I, I don't know, stress and anxiety flaring up, mm. right? What's your kind of like your go-to self-regulation kind of technique or mm. uh, I guess a process that you go through to regulate yourself? Mm. So usually what I do is uh, I need to have some space alone. Okay. That's how I actually uh, Process Process it I'll be more aware Of my emotions I, I have to be Very brutal honest I mm. usually need to be Brutal honest To myself mm-hmm. It's like okay Hey So and you You know You're feeling This 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 way mm-hmm. Why mm. Why Ask I will usually Ask myself Three to four times Why mm-hmm. Until I get the Brutal truth Okay Then I will ask myself Can I accept it mm. If okay Then I will start uh, Reading Start uh, watching some videos or do mm. a meditation or simple as just writing down my thoughts so I have a journal at home right. a lot of people don't know that I actually journal I do when I have uh, intense moments mm-hmm. or intense emotions so that's how I actually uh, regulate my emotions mm. but a lot of people has different way like my friends they like to talk to good friends mm-hmm. so after that they found they kind of like found the answer mm. yeah but having different perspectives. Correct, yeah. correct. But not everyone is uh it's able to be a good sparring partner in, in this type yeah. of moment. Because <laughs> we're not trained to yeah, <laughs> to correct. do this, right? We're just saying things that comes out of our mind. Yeah, and a lot of people they don't know how to listen mm. properly. Listen not just being there yeah. but giving the in- attention, mm. uh listening, processing the information and ask questions from a neutral ground. Mm. Instead of a bias ground, mm-hmm. yeah. So this is uh, very important, yeah, yeah for, for me. Sure. Yeah, I think, uh, I've I you know I mentioned like you know I'm learning and unlearning some of these skills as well. Mm. What I realized was, um, sometimes, you know, some hit knowledge like you know factually that is true. Mm. Uh, you actually have to embrace it with your heart as well to be able for for it to work. For example, um, you know. Because I have a psychology mm. major, right? So I, I, I know that, you know, sometimes uh, the, the first step is to acknowledge the feeling, uh, to, to acknowledge, yeah, yeah. be aware of that and, you know, be... And then some techniques that I know of uh, actually talks about how you need to be, uh, you know, be willing to sit with the emotions yeah. for a while yeah. and then, you know, then deal with it. to right? be very honest. Yeah. it's going to be a hallucination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So knowing that, I thought like, yeah, I know this and stuff like that. Mm. But I've, you know, until I really sit down with it, and you know, I think there's one podcast that talks about how literally tell the emotions that I know you're there, mm. I know you're supposed to teach me something, mm. uh, you know, you're welcome to stay for a while. Yeah. I thought it was corny as hell. It right? is not. It I thought it was corny as hell, and you know, I thought like, it was not going to work and stuff like that, until I really like, you know what, let's just give it a shot. I did that and uh, I can actually feel uh, a physical relief of that. Yes. And what I then realized was that 
uh, in terms of like, you know, that a big thing during the career break is that, you know, procrastination happens so easily. Uh, and what's happening behind the procrastination, you know, from what I learned was also because that you, it is because you are feeling uncomfortable. You are not regulating your emotions about yeah. the task. Therefore, you procrastinate. Yeah, it's like, do I really need to do it? Like, no, you're afraid of the responses you're going to get yes. and, of and the task. Also, yes. And therefore, you procrastinate. Yeah. And that was such a big learning for me in terms of like, you know, the importance of emotion regulation because nobody talks about procrastination. Mm. One of the key to beat it is actually emotional regulation. Why are you feeling that way? Why are you procrastinating? Uh, it's kind of like what you mentioned, right? You know, ask yourself a few times why and figure out like, why are you procrastinating? Yeah. And a lot of times, it's actually the uncomfortable feeling that comes with the task itself. Or at least for me. That's but most of the time, it ties down to ego. Like the ego is in our way. Mm. Why, you do, why you're not doing it or why you're doing something is yeah. like out of ego. You just want to do it or you just don't want to do it. Yeah. But you know you need to do it yeah. or you actually don't need to do it. Yeah. yeah, a lot of times, like you know, for example, one of the easiest thing to procrastinate about is I, you know, I'm about to write to somebody that is prominent, or mm. you know, write that important email or whatever it may be. Mm. I put it off, and I give myself one thousand and one reasons not to do it. Right. Okay. Then only you realize that actually it's because you're uncomfortable in what response you may get. Yes, maybe that person say no. You yeah, know. and that's your ego. Correct. Yeah, yeah but. I mean, if you get a no, doesn't mean that you will get a no again next exactly. time when the time is right. That's the issue, right? Because, you know, like, you know that hard, that hate knowledge. I also know that, you know, that first no, I'm sure it's not going to be a definite no, but, you know, the games that you play with yourself, that's why I think, you know, emotion regulation is so important. Yeah. Emotion part, I think during this journey, I've encountered a lot of no's. Mm. Yeah, and I'm uh, getting comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah, last time... Comes I'm, with training, right? Yeah, it comes with that. Yeah. Repetition. Yes. <laughs> you just need to go out and start doing the talking. Yeah. Get a no or get get a yes. If it's a yes, of course it's a bonus. Sorry. If no, then move on because that is not your right target audience. Mm, yeah. Hundred percent. Or that target audience is not ready yet. Yeah. No. It's that's a good reframing, right? It's, it's not they're not ready yet. Yeah. yeah. Until they really say, yeah, you know what, do come back ever. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to rethink. Okay, what did I do wrong this time? Yes, right, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I think subtle. Yeah. Subtle action is better than the absolute yeah. straightforward action. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, we're coming up to an hour, okay. and you know, I always attempt to finish it off with a very uh, tricky questions for my guests, but I hopefully interesting for the audience. Is mm. uh, this time round, you know, if you could just put up a signboard at the busiest road of Malaysia for a year, mm. what would it say? Rest and be yourself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people they are very busy being others but not themselves mm, very busy for someone else Correct. Mm. Yeah, and I realise a lot of people they don't have the time to even sit down to think who they are and mm. what they want in life mm. they kept uh, they kept themselves busy in the rat race mm. and I saw that even during my corporate days I realised uh, it's not sustainability it's not sustainable for mm. their mental health or even their life mm. there will be a lot of uh um, complaints, you know, negative emotions. Yeah, which I think is not worth it. Hundred mm. percent. I think you know, I'm still going for therapy. I I try to make it as mm. part of my maintenance and all that. And one of the things that you know we've explored recently, me and my therapist explored recently, was that my identity. You mentioned about yeah. who you are, yeah. and you know what I realized is that I put a lot of stock in in my career. 
Mm. I, you know, my a lot of my identity is about so my career. I also, <laughs> I also encounter this moment. If I strip off everything, who are you? Yeah, who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. Who, who I am, yeah. or who will still come and look for you, yeah. and uh, is your it's your connection worth mm. the connection? Are those genuine friendship, yeah, or is correct. it coming from the position that you hold? Yeah, even like at this moment, mm. I also uh, kind of be an observer, observing. Uh, my own connections mm. Are they really Genuine connections mm. um, Am I genuine to them as well Of course Yeah, yeah. And You're uh, just using them right? Correct yeah. yeah yeah It's all It's all about the intention What, what is your intention Who you want to be right mm. So For me Why I said Rest and be yourself Is because By resting enough mm-hmm. You have Enough brain capacity uh, You have a Rested soul and body mm. To Be very honest uh, what do you really want? Actually, mm. a lot of people knows what they want in life, yeah. but they are busy pleasing others yeah. in their life, such as the parents, the, mm. the family, the friends yeah, they grew children. up. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so I would say just be yourself. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's so hard to do. I have n- I've known of people that feels it's impossible to rest. Yeah. I would you know for those people. Obviously, we 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 speak from. Uh, I mean, rest doesn't mean one month, two months, three months, Whoa. or like, or even a week or three days, right? It's That's really, <laughs> yeah. I mean, find find small, small ways where you can really just pocket ask of pocket of times and really tr- try to force yourself to rest. It almost has to be that way. Yes. If it's not in the calendar, yeah. if it's not planned, mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen. Yeah, like what you mentioned uh, that day we had this discussion. You yeah. say, uh. Schedule your resting time. You have to. Yeah. yeah, which I totally agree. Cause last yeah. time, I mean, last few months, I encountered major burnout. Mm-hmm. Like I literally cry. Yeah. I think the amount of tears, choke uh, up to mop one floor already. Mm. Yeah. So I was, um, I was thinking, do I really need to go to those events? Do I really need to go for mm. that networking? Yeah. Uh, do I really need to attend to a lot of other people's requests mm. that's not related to emotion port or even myself? Yeah, so I started uh, doing quality networking. Yeah, spending quality time for myself, by myself as well. Yeah, mm. so it's very crucial. So that's why why I mm. say rest and be yourself. That's the that's mm. the why. Yeah, yeah. for the signboard. To end the show, I will put a signboard next to yours and say oh. that. When is your next rest? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So let's end with that, right? Uh, in terms of you know, to you who are listening. When is your next rest? Give me a date. Give me a time, uh, and make it happen. Thank right? you, <laughs> Suyan. So thank you so much <laughs> for coming on the show. It's been really fun, uh, and you know, looking forward to what Emotion Pod is gonna be. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you.